Hi, and welcome to the Genesis Podcast. We're so glad to be able to bring a small portion of our community to you through this medium and hope that you'll join us in our endeavor to embolden one another to change the world by effectively representing Jesus Christ. If you would like to know more about who we are as a community, as well as when and where we meet, you can visit us online at thegenesisstory.com. Also, if you have benefited from this podcast in any way or would like to participate in what we're doing here at Genesis, would you consider partnering with us by donating online again at www.thegenesisstory.com. There you can select the giving tab and how you would like to contribute to the general fund or even to the building fund. Remember, we can do more together than we can ever do alone. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. God bless. Settle down, everybody. I know, it's a party in here. Someone brought a whole case of pan dulce and some homemade peanut butter cookies. I think the cookies are bad, so you guys might want to stay off of those. I'll take them home to examine them later. And then also there's some free limes, even though they look like lemons, they are limes. It says so right there. Again, if you guys watching online, sorry you can't be here. There's a party happening right now. It's definitely a festive season. We've got our poinsettias. We've got our Charlie Brown poinsettia over there. But it's a good time to be together. Anyway, let's pause. Let's pray as we get started. A lot of great things happening this morning. I'm excited about it. So let's get started. Lord God, it is so good to be able to pause and to acknowledge your purpose and desires and see how our lives mingle with your will. Lord, as we celebrate a season where we are desiring your kingdom to come and your will to be done, I pray that we would lean into the opportunities that are here before us, that we'd be attentive to your spirit's voice within our hearts and allow this time to have an effect on us so that we leave here changed because of time spent with you. We do ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. And Father, we thank you again for this time. We pray that you would uh, speak through our guest today, um, my brother. And I pray that you would be glorified in this time as we set our hearts and our minds on the reason for the season and uh, ask you to remove the distractions. In Jesus' name. Thanks, Randy. A couple of announcements for you guys. Again, thank you to everyone who contributed with the Christmas stockings for the children at Foothill Family Shelter. Again, they're here. Hopefully, if you have not brought them in yet, you have time. Come on down and put your stocking and the bag here. Uh, again, appreciate that. I know the kids will appreciate that. And we hope that we will continue leaning into this idea of the Advent season where we are spending less and giving more, giving to those in need, and also giving to our friends and people who we love relationally, to those around us who need that. And so 
it's not just about buying things for different people. It's about changing how we do things altogether. And remember, if you don't have the time because of the season or whatever to spend time with people that you would like to, if you are going to give, there is ways to give that is not contributing to the commercialism that's taking place. And what we suggest is going to forareason.org. There you can donate for the children in Haiti who are in need right now because of political crisis in their country, turmoil. I've mentioned it before, gangs are pretty much controlling the cities. The schools that we have supported in the past in the rural areas are not as affected by the gangs that are in the bigger cities, but all the supplies that need to get to them, it's difficult. And so we have people who are able to get supplies to them, and instead of paying for their education right now, we're just paying so that they could have food and things to keep their lives going. And so if you'd like to donate towards something better, there's a great opportunity for you. Also, we want to remind you that we're here because of your giving, and thank you for that. So appreciate your donations throughout this year and supplying for us to continue doing what we do here at Genesis. Next Sunday, we will not be having children's church because... Um, we're not going to be having them. And then we are not going to be meeting on Sunday, December 25th. So we will not be here. We will have something online for you guys. We're going to pre-record it. I guess I shouldn't have told you. You might have thought I was live. But um, <laughs> we're going to record something and put it up. But we're not going to actually be meeting here on Sunday, December 25th. And so those are some things that are happening. A few nights ago... Uh, Friday night, Corrine and I were sitting down and we were eating dinner, and I looked up at one of the pictures that was hanging on the wall, and it started to separate from the frame. And I told Corrine, I go, look at the frame, it's separating. And she told me, you need to take that down so that it doesn't fall from the weight of it. And I said, yeah, that, that'd be a good idea. Um, <laughs> last night, <laughs> we had some friends over for, you know, some food, and right when we were about to serve dinner, the picture came down with a crash, broke the glass. I remember Randy was there, and Corrine was outside, and Corrine was like, what was that? And I said, I'm in so much trouble right now. And I wasn't. She, she was gracious to me, totally gracious. But it's a reminder that listening is more than hearing. <laughs> Say the wives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this morning, we have an opportunity to listen. And so we're excited to have a dear friend of ours in the community, Brian, come up and share with us. So, Brian, come on up. Thanks, Sam. Oh, you got me. I'm going to bring my coffee. And about my laptop. Good morning. How are we doing? Awesome. So Sam knocked out half of my talk because he uh, talked about the giving and the stocking. So um, while I'm setting this up, maybe high five someone from across the room. Uh, greet someone that you don't know. Say hi to somebody. Uh, say hi to the neighbor. 
and good morning. I, um, my name is Brian, if I don't know you, if you're here or online, I am part of the congregation here, I help with the events and worship sometimes, and I have the honor of giving the um, talk today. So, uh, crazy thing is, I changed this talk three times since Sam gave me the, the task. He told me and Randy we're going to speak um, during one Sunday in Advent, and Randy had last week, I have this week obviously, and it was, it's kind of daunting because it's, you, Sam's, there's this, this large concept of like trying to point people back to the, the reason of Advent and um, the Advent conspiracy, and let's try to point each other back to, to, to why we're here and take ourselves away from this commercialism, but it's, it's tough because you want to, the artist in me wants to be perfect. I wanted to have three microphones up here and hire actors and have like a big old stage uh, situation. But in the end of the day, like Randy's um, song said, it's like God's strong enough to lead us. Um, and so I just want to lead, start with prayer. I was at the Genesis building till like two in the morning last night finishing this. And I got out of work at 11. So my eyes might close in the middle of this and I won't be praying. I'll just be falling asleep and you can fall asleep with me. Um, but let's start with prayer if you want to join me. Thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you for this congregation. Thank you for Genesis and what they do in the city. Thank you for what they've done for me. Thank you for our leaders, for Pastor Sam, uh, for Randy. Thank you for the tech team that is back there every week. Uh, no complaints. Clyde over for them through prayer. Yes, all right. Um, Father, thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for keeping me at the building last night, keeping my eyes open. Um, speak through me. Use me. I am um, yours to be spoken through. I will... Um, do my best um, to operate in excellence, to give you glory, and this is all for you. Um, take me out of it. Thank you, Father, for um, the space and for this season. Point us back to who you are this season. This is what it's for. And I thank you for uh, my wife. I thank you for our home. I thank you for shelter and for peace and for food when we need it, to take nothing for granted, God. I thank you for um, friends that I've met here and um, the people that we'd be walking through the door um, in the future, God, we pray an expectation for them. We pray for divine connection. Uh, we pray for uh, just the love of the families in this, um, that they be reunited, that you heal us and heal families and heal those in this season that need it. And we pray this all in your most holy name. Amen. Amen. All right, beautiful. Thank you. Um, okay, so to follow suit of Sam and Randy, I wanted to start with a question. And this question is basically to um, something that you keep in your head that we can that you can carry with you through my talk, and also uh, maybe afterwards we can talk about it, and then throughout the week you can bring it into your conversations at home. Um, the question uh, is maybe a two-parter: Have you ever healed or been healed? Um, so have you ever healed someone or something, and have you ever been healed? And just keep it in there, let it marinate. Uh, this has been really cool for me because every time Sam asks me to do this, it builds my awareness more than I think I'm even able to give you. Like, I, I, this is homework that I don't want, uh, but I go in and I read and I learn, and this is something that I need, you know? So thank you for forcing me into a, into a place where I get to really get to know who, who Jesus is and learn more about him and force myself into the word. Um, so... Continuing with Sam's message, just a quick recap. If you don't remember, um, Sam was speaking on the prophecy fulfillment in John 4 after the temptation. Remember, Jesus opens the scroll, and, and Sam says, what was your acronym that you used uh, for remembering the, the Bible scriptures? He said, girls, eat, 
Crispy potatoes? Every girl eats potatoes. He was giving that example because that's how you remember the, uh, the, the books in the Bible in the order. That's crazy. I mean, that's, uh, mine for my uh, playing guitar is every uh, elephant's... What's to, to remember? Uh, elephants and donkeys got big ears. Um, and I think what he was saying was that Jesus opened the scroll... Um, and was memorized the word so closely that he was able to point back to Isaiah 51, where he was able to talk about the, um, the fulfilled prophecy that he brought in, right? And part of what Sam was talking about was freedom, uh, liberation. And part of that, that scripture was talking about um, sight to the blind, right, and healing. So when I was asking Sam about things that I could maybe talk about, um, one of the things he brought up to me was healing. And I thought that was so interesting because it's something I really explore. It's something I talk about. I don't think it's part of our daily um, conversation in life. We don't talk about healing each other or healing ourselves. And if we do, it might be um, very vague. So I wanted to like dip in a little bit um, into, into healing. And um, what I also thought was like was really inspiring to me about what Randy and Sam were talking about was kind of like breaking tradition, you know, and uh, it's hard to say that when we're in church because church is typically pretty traditional. I grew up in the Catholic Church. Um, if you don't know too much about the Catholic Church, how they operate, every three years they go through a, like a liturgical cycle. So the liturgy, you basically read like 71% of the, Bible, the New Testament every three years. So it means for the 20 years that I was in um, part of the Catholic Church, I went through the Bible, potentially uh, the New Testament, five, six times, and I heard the same message every Advent, every Christmas, and that was okay with me, right? But I love that we're part of a community that we could um, be bringing new concepts and new ideas, and I think this is, like, what makes us different, and this is what makes um, the group here different, the listeners different. This is why I think it's okay to, to talk through um, ideas that are new and to learn Jesus in a new level, right? So, so to heal, um, definition, become sound, or healthy again, or to save. And um, the question is, have you ever healed or been healed? And if you have a hard time thinking about, about that or in your life, it, I think it's okay. Because it's an extremely vague question. We haven't had a conversation about it. You don't know what I mean about healing. You might have a different healing idea in your head, and I think that's okay as well. Um, but maybe some of you are like, duh, I've been healed. My mom put a Band-Aid on my leg when I was three years old, and she took the Band-Aid off, and there was no more scar, right? I've been healed. Or maybe some of you are like, uh, I talked to my, my best friend last week, and he was dealing with a breakup, and I talked to him and sat there with him for three hours, and next thing you know, um, it felt like the weight was lifting. I felt like I helped heal him, right? And those are, uh, I think, maybe easy, ob- obvious reasons of healing, um, easiest, the easiest examples of healing. But um, what if I asked you that question, and you didn't think of anything? Uh, what if you were unable to recognize an opportunity to heal or be healed if it was knocking on your door? And what if we didn't know we had the power to do that? What if we didn't feel worthy to receive healing? What if that word is not in our vocabulary? vocabulary? Um, what if words in our vocabulary only included scared or traumatic or anxiety or alone or sick or tired or broken? What if, um, what if that was it, you know? What if, what if that... There's no such thing as healing. Uh, and there are numerous stories in the, in the Bible where Jesus um, are healing, right? Most of which are supernatural and pointing towards the power of God. And as I studied, I started looking for commonalities. I started looking to see if there was any patterns. And I think that's uh, the natural uh, inclination in me because every good sermon has a, 
I found the pattern. I broke the code, you know? So I started looking for parallels, similarities, and um, I didn't find any. In fact, I, the more I looked, the less similarities I found. I was looking to see if like, maybe every person Jesus healed was uh, named with a J or only healed uh, men or in certain places or what time it was. I read, them, I read through all of them. I, was, I, I, I Googled Jesus' healings. He, he had ministry for three years, so there was a whole list of them. And I just started reading through them. And I was like, all right, I'm going to start. Um, this is what happened when he did that. This is, this is what he felt. And I was like, there's, no, there's not a, nothing, right? And the, the only thing that I found, and this might be the most obvious situation, but the thing that I found was um, that were present were um, that he didn't deny healing to anybody that wanted it, right? So he didn't deny healing to anybody that came to him for healing, but he also didn't heal anybody that didn't want to be healed, um, which is, I think, something to pay attention to, right? That he's just, he has the power to potentially heal the world, and he only heals the people willing and have, have the faith to be healed, right? So faith and willingness were two things that I, that I started paying attention to. Um, and that works on both sides, too. It's the people that wanted to be healed, they also had the willingness to want to be healed, and they also had the faith, the faith to be healed, right? And um, so it's like a, a healing cocktail. It's like only two ingredients, faith, faith and healing, and there was other postures presence, like, like, like desperation, humility, uh, grief, sacrifice. Um, but simply put, Jesus recognized that he had something inside of him that he needed to, that he was able to give to somebody else to be able to fill a void, to be able to heal them. And I thought that was like that recognition that we have something inside of us that potentially somebody else needs, I think is a, is a, very, uh, is a very, very powerful concept. And um, I, quick story, I got to celebrate something really cool um, this past week. And uh, Rick, if you have, that, have this picture, I, on December 6, 2017, I was able to um, donate my, my kidney to my aunt. This is my Aunt Faye, and, uh, or Nina Faye, that, and, and Tagalog, that's godmother. And so I call her Nina Faye. And she was, in, she was on dialysis for three years. And she got to the age where she no longer could be on the dialysis list because of her age, right? So she started reaching out to family members. Um, and there's way more uh, engulfed in the story. There's Alex taking care of me. Uh, right after I took the catheter out, the best part of my whole <laughs> the best time of your life if you've never had that happen. Um, that was just the worst. Um, but something uh, interesting happened, right? My Nina Faye and I were not close. Our families were not close. And, and actually, in fact, there was beef in our, in our family. Like, there was a, a lot of turmoil between my parents and them. And we, we got a message one day and said um, there was a sense of uh, desperation. And they said that she's at the point where she, you know, is going to be off the list, uh, donor list. She's looking for donors. Um, anybody, just anybody if they want to get tested, right? So a whole, my whole family went, which I thought was beautiful. My whole family shows up to the clinic. We all get tested. Me and my cousin Nikki were the only two that were eligible. It was a three-month process through UCLA. Um, a lot of strange testing to make sure if I was healthy enough to be able to give. A lot of psychological testing to make sure we weren't, um, we weren't 
doing it for any wrong reasons. It's the strangest thing. They put you in this like, like white room and they're like interrogating you. Like, and it's a very calm interrogation. It's like, so why are you doing this? Oh, so they're paying you? Oh, so they're, um, they're, are you scared for your life? Do they threaten you? Are they, and they, they just ask you very calmly like that. And, and it takes away some of the, the joy of why you're doing this, right? But you can also understand why they're doing this because there are probably people that are, are getting threatened. Anyhow, I, when I started thinking about this, I started thinking I had something inside of me. I didn't necessarily have the idea in my head that I would be healing my, my aunt, right? Um, but the question is, did I heal her? You know, did I possess something inside of me that she needed? And now she, the kidney's taken and she's, I'm fine. Um, and the answer is, I don't know. Is, did the doctors heal her? Did she heal herself? Did her body heal herself? Did God heal her? And I think um, to continue the conversation about our power and the power to be healed or to heal, um, I'm starting to realize the answer is yes, we have it. We have something inside of us that somebody needs. Um, and I hate talking about the story because it sound, I've gotten the weirdest compliments afterwards, like you are, you don't have to do anything good for the rest of your life, or you bought your ticket to heaven, these kind of things. And I just don't like to tell people that I did that, you know? Um, I'd rather not. But I, I think for this, for, for this picture, it works, you know? And, um, and to honor the stories um, in the Bible that I, I think at least some of them where Jesus said, because I'm sure there's some that weren't documented. I'm sure there's uh, other stories that I didn't get to. But I wanted to try an exercise with you guys. And um, I wanted to go through a, f- a few of the readings. I'm just going to read what the, what the healing is and then where it is in the Bible. And I wanted to try an experiment or an exercise with you guys. And as, as I read them, um, as I read them out loud, I want you to participate by nodding in, agree- uh, nodding in agreeance. Or if you wanted to take next level, uh, you could verbalize and say the word yes. And, and just to be clear, the yes isn't saying, um, you know, this happened or, you know, this is true. We're acknowledging the story and poss- the possibility that God, the God of the universe came down, made himself man and set an example of love. And maybe you're listening to this online or maybe you're here and, um, and you don't know what the Bible is. You don't know who Jesus is. You don't. This is the first time you might be hearing this. I invited some friends that had never been to church ever, and they might be listening to this online. And and maybe you don't believe that these kind of things could happen to you. I would still like you to nod wherever you are, in your room or watching this online or in the car, um, that there might be something going on that's larger than you. So I don't want to think too much about it. I don't want to talk too much about it, but all right. Uh, Number one, uh, Jesus heals a nobleman's son. At Capernaum in Galilee. That's in John 4, 43 to 54. Yes. Two, Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law that's sick with a fever. And that's in Matthew 8, 4, 15. Mark, and also in Mark 1, 29 to 31. Three, Jesus heals all who are sick that evening. That's in Matthew 8, 16 through 17. And that's also in Mark 1, 32 to 34. Next, Jesus cleanses a man with leprosy. Yes. Matthew 8. 1 through 4, Mark 1, 40 through 45. Yes, Jesus heals a centurion servant in Capernaum. That's in Matthew 8, 5 through 13, Luke 7, 1 through 10. And oddly enough, that's an interesting one because that was the first remote healing. I don't know if you know that story. He's like talking to this uh, centurion and uh, his servant's sick. And he's basically like, the, the, the centurion's like, you don't even need to go. Just say it. 
and he'll be healed. You know, like that's the first Wi-Fi healing. You know what I mean? Like Bluetooth, like I have so much faith. Just say, just, you just, like that's like if I had believed in, in Lydia so much, I was, Lydia, could you just say that Alex is going to be healed? Just say it. And I, I know it. I know you have what, it, what she needs. You know, just say that. Like, like think about the situation, you know? And, like, and it gets crazy when you do that. When you start thinking like, this is what people were doing. This is who Jesus was, right? Like, like, and I've, and I've built relationships, like Brandy texted me um, on the, yesterday and was like, I'm praying for you. And I think that's a sign of body getting closer, right? Because it's like, he texted me in a time I was feeling anxiety and he was prompted to text me and he did. There was willingness and faith to do so. And I had the faith and willingness to receive it. And I think that this is the easiest and, and most tangible way to, to be able to be healed. And we have the capability to do that within our, our small circle here, right? Um, I'm going to continue. Jesus raises Jairus' daughter from the dead, Mark 5, 21 to 24. Yes. Jesus heals a woman in the crowd with an issue of blood. In Matthew, um, it's also in Mark 5 to 25, 34. It's also in Luke 8 to 42, 48. And, um, and there's a list, but I, I want to stop there, right? Because um, I, I really like that one. I, like, I really like that, that story where Jesus heals a woman in the crowd with the, with the issue with the blood. Um, and I just want to read the full verse. Uh, Rick, if you wouldn't mind pulling up Mark five twenty-five to 34. And if you have your Bibles, we're reading out of the NIV. I'll give them a second. Got it? All right, cool. Uh, 25. A woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt it in her body and she was freed from the suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you asked who touched me. But Jesus kept looking around and around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what happened to her, uh, what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Wow. Like many of us have heard this story and... Um, and before I forget, the nodding in agreeance um, was a mirror of what was happening when I started studying for this talk. When I started reading, I started realizing and started um, being okay with the idea that there was potential for healing, right? Um, never did I think I could heal or be healed. As I was reading through the stories of Jesus' closest friends recording instances after instance of his willingness to step into the brokenness, sickness, blindness, um, I started believing I could too. And the woman, just a just quick breakdown of the story. Jesus walking through the crowd. At this point, he's a, he's a rock star in his ministry. There's a lot of people gathering to see him. Um, there's a woman that sees him that's been bleeding for 12 years, um, runs up behind him, has enough faith to touch his cloak. The bleeding stops. And as I was, I even read commentary on this story, right? It was crazy. It says that she was bleeding for 12 years and that she, she searched for a physician and nobody was able to help. And the stuff um, they were talking about that physicians did back then, it was less 
doctors as we know them now and more like magic or witchcraft, witch doctor. Um, like, like my mom, she tells me when I'm sick to put Vicks on my feet and put two socks on, right? To, uh, yeah, it works. Yeah, if you're sick, <laughs> rub your feet with Vicks, two pairs of socks, and you're healed the next day. All the, the Vicks soaks up the sickness, whatever it is. There's no, there's no, um, no, but shout out to all Filipino moms, because I think that's like a, that's a real thing. But when I started reading that, I was like, so she was spending all her money on these, these potential healings, throwing Vicks on her feet. She was at this point very desperate. And she rolls up and knows about Jesus, has enough faith in him to, to roll up behind him and not touch him, not ask him. He has enough faith to touch his clothes, you know, to, to, to run by him and, and, just, and, just, um, and just say, I'll be good enough, you know. I'll, I'll, if, I could just, if I could just get close enough, you know, I, I, could, I might be able to... To, to heal myself. I thought that was, that, that's super powerful, right? And I don't know if you've ever done this, but if you ever interjected yourself into the story when you're reading it, like, like have you, am I, am I the, do I want to be the woman? Do I want to be healed? Do I want to have enough faith to be able to run up on Jesus and touch him? Do I want to be Jesus? Can I be Jesus in this scenario? Can I, can I come up to somebody and, and touch them and they be healed? Or someone have enough faith in my healing power that they could want to be close enough, right? And I was like, who? And the more I thought about this, I, I was like, who does God call us to be in this story? Like, who is God asking us to be? And I, I was thinking, um, and this isn't my idea, but I thought it was, it was so powerful. I think God's calling us to be the, the cloak, the hem of the garment. Like, I think God's calling us to be the thing that's touching Jesus. The thing that if people, that if people saw that I was close enough to God, they could touch me. They could get, they could, they could know me and know Jesus, you know? Like, I thought that was like, like, I feel tingly thinking about it now, right? Like, I, I, I feel the spirit moving in me now. I think if, if I could just be the, the cloak that someone that needed to be healed didn't have to go, didn't have to, go to Jesus. They could come to me, and, uh, and I, could, I could change that. I could change. I could heal them, and someone could see me as the thing that touch, that's touching Jesus. I think that's, that's powerful. I want to be the cloak, you know? And uh, so it's like, it's crazy, like, the power that runs through the thing that is touching Jesus is just as attractive as Jesus. It's like he put that in us. He put, he put his love and, and light in us. Like we get to, like J- Jason talks to me about um, the, 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 the soccer club, right? And when I, when I hear him talk about this, I want to go to the soccer games. Like I've never been, but when Jason talks about soccer, you know, and I think I want to be close enough to Jesus that when I talk about him, people are like, I want to go. I want to know that. I want to see that, you know, and the truth is I don't. I, 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 I say that. I talk, I talk like I want people to know Jesus through the way I live, and I think there's, I have moments, but I also think we have a constant obligation, and if we don't realize this, a constant power to be able to heal and be healed or hurt. You know, we, I've been hurt and healed in the same sentence by someone's words, you know, it's, and it felt like, like, like it happened in, before I could blink. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. 
All right. So, you want to know how to get your way back to the reason for Advent? Um, we, have, we have a few. They said, Randy said, give, le- give, give more, uh, spend less. Um, Sam says, examine your freedom and, and search for ways to liberate and tap into your ability. Um, and, we, and I'm talking about talking to your ability to, tapping into your ability to heal and be healed. And this is the reason Jesus came. Randy said, Advent is just a fancy word for its coming or anticipation or expectation. And um, I just wanted to give you a tangible way to live in, in an ex- expectation. I want to share a story with you. My, my good friend Chris, at the time, he was the youth minister at my past church. Me and him were driving to an event. And um, Alex and I had just been, bless you, we've been going through... Uh, financial Peace University's uh, class to try to get our finances corrected. And um, we were sharing our stories of how we've been saving, right? And Chris says, I have a few different um, saving brackets. And I go, cool, share them with me. I want to learn everything. Chris shares with me that he has a um, one for his kids. He has a house savings. He's moved into a place where he has an emergency fund. And he has um, been saving for a wedding. And I go, congratulations, saving for your wedding. And I go, when's the wedding? And he goes, oh, I haven't, I haven't met my girlfriend yet. You know, I haven't met her yet, but I'm saving an expectation to meet her. I'm, I'm, I'm positioning myself to be able to save um, so that God can see that I'm serious about meeting my wife and stepping into um, a marriage with her. And I go, man. I'm blown away, right? Nothing in my books have ever told me to save for that far ahead, you know? There's, there's, there's nothing that would have prepared me to hear that that was even a real thing. And I've since have never heard it again. But, I, but I, I honestly think this is the kind of expectation God's calling us to position ourselves to heal. He wants us to position ourselves to take care of who we are now, our body, mind, and spirit. We can't give what we don't have. If we're not healthy, we cannot heal, right? So it's... If um, we're talking about healing others, we, we first have to heal ourselves. Um, and healing ourselves could look a lot of different ways. It could start with, with habits, addictions, breaking. Um, it could start with things that we've, we've known for a long time that have been stopping and hindering our, our, our growth and our, our health. And I think I don't have to, you know, get too much into that. As soon as I said that, I, I, I knew what I needed to do. And I'm sure there's similar things popping up in your head, right? And, um, and you might be thinking, so you taught us that we're potential healers and candidates for healing, but didn't really give us any tangible tools. I think the easiest tangible tool, if you left here today, um, that you could start thinking about is on um, the things that left your mouth, uh, your words. It could be your, um, how you... The person that you know in your head that you've been talking to crazy. In my mind, it's my dad. I, I don't have a, a healthy dialogue with my dad. I don't have a healthy self-dialogue. I cuss myself out daily. I, I, I'm poor when I talk to myself. Um, there's people in my life that I don't treat well. And those are people that are, you have, you have something inside of you. That's words that people need to hear. Um, and I've, I know you have the power. There's someone in your life that you have the power to heal, like break a legit generational curse because you say a word, you know, sorry, I forgive you. I love you. You know, um, things I've been craving to hear myself from certain people. And I know that would heal our relationship, but hasn't, you know, so 
Um, on a lighter note, I wanted to end with uh, tangible ways that you can heal. And if you have that video, um, Rick, if you want to pull it up. And I don't know if you ever met my friend, the, uh, the kid president, but uh, he got a couple words for us. It's, the video is a couple minutes long, but I think it's, that's cool. So take, it's, all, it's all good, though. You guys want a joke? Um, I don't have any jokes, but I heard that Bruce Lee has a, uh, a vegan brother. Did you know? I think I, he started the vegan movement. His name is Brock. Brock Lee. Damn, that one, that one didn't land the way I thought. I just thought it was... All right. That... <laughs> You guys ever hear that? That somebody saving for their wedding? Not before they met the person. That was crazy, right? Isn't that kind of next level like expectation? Like, does that put anything in your head? Like, I want to save for something that doesn't exist now. You know, like doesn't even exist. Like, he didn't even meet his girlfriend yet, and he started he started saving like. And I imagine if he never met his girlfriend, he's the type that wouldn't get mad. He would put that into somebody else. He would probably give it to somebody else for their wedding. And I think that's a healing in itself, right? Do you know him? <laughs> yeah, he's cool. My hero. No, you're good. It was, I know we're making moves. If you don't have it, it's all good. If you can't get there. All right. When we go home, homework. Watch Kid President, 20 Things to Say. All right? Yeah. 20 Things that You Can Say. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so that, just take that with you. And he has, some, he has some gems. Some gems to be able to take with you to um, be able to automatically start your healing. In, in your life, right? And there's something really cool in John 14, 12. He says, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to, my, going to the Father. And without getting too much into that, into that verse, I don't, believe, I don't believe that every person that comes to God gets supernatural powers to heal people from raise people from the dead, heal the blind. I don't think this is what this verse is saying. I don't think when Jesus says we're going to do greater things in him, that we're going to get even more powers than him. And, and if you guys want to talk about that another time, we can. But I, what I do think, that he's not talking about quality of the healing. He's talking about quantity. Like, in other words, it would be a shame that one person in 33 years could do greater things than the billion of us um, the billion of us that have the power, that possess the power to do the same and heal, right? I think um, it would be an absolute shame if, and we're talking, Jesus, 33 years is not 33 years of him doing miracles. That's like three years of doing miracles. We have uh, infinite time, infinite people, resources. We have social media. We have so many ways to connect, um, so many ways to, we live in a very, um, connected world and feeling more disconnected than ever. And I think what that is saying is that 
just that, that it will be a shame. I think he's saying, you're going to do greater things than me. When I started, when, here, when the first time I heard that, I was like, there's no way I'm going to do greater things than Jesus. No way. But what I, what I think exactly what he's saying is that there's no way you guys shouldn't be able to do more than me um, based on the number of you. Uh, and that's, that's, that's quantity, right? And, and that's it. Any luck over there? All right, watch it when you get home. Um, or we'll watch, it in the, in, in, we'll watch it in the after party. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you, thank you for um, getting me through this. Um, I can sleep now. Uh, but thank you for healing, God. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for this season. Thank you for pointing us back. I think anytime we focus our, our mind and our posture, our heart towards you, it brings us back to this season. We can still participate in tradition and what we've done and how we love, but let us be aware of why. Refocus us back to you, God, as the reason why um, we are celebrating this time. Put us in positions and realizations to be able to recognize the opportunities you've given us to heal and be healed. Give us the faith and the willingness to do it, both receive healing and to heal. God, come into this place, heal it, and be present. Praise all in the most holy name of Jesus. Amen. I'm used to saying I'm coming up here and giving the outro, um, but have a beautiful day. Well, let, me, let me channel Sam real quick. May God be with you. May you uh, learn that you have the power to heal and be healed and you have a beautiful Sunday. We'll be right here. Um, we're going to turn you guys off, but we'll be right here answering some questions. We wanted you to join us in the future so come join us. Is that good? All right, we're out of You have been listening to the Genesis Podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.